Mr. Opuni for the solo. <laughs> Salomo. Yeah. 
Ah, 
lift your two hands.
this wonderful morning. Thank you for your presence in the midst of your church. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed. We ask in the name of Jesus that by your spirit, the hearts of your people will be prepared even for the seed of God's word. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, help us, show us great mercy. And let your word be a transformation in our souls and even a quickening in our bodies that your name will forever be glorified. We give you praise even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seat. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Look into the eyes of your neighbor and say, Neighbor. Oh, say neighbor, neighbor. This, morning, this morning you will be so blessed. You will be so blessed, and you will leave this place a blessing. Hallelujah! Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. By the special grace of God, The Lord has given us this wonderful opportunity to come before his presence, hallelujah, to have an experience, amen. I told you on Monday that don't see, don't see this gathering as just any of the normal Achia meetings, hallelujah. If you are not looking for anything, me, I came for something, <laughs> amen. And I know before I descend, something massive will happen to my life. It has even started. I've seen some. So if you are not seeing anything, we have today and tomorrow. Foul last in Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Some of you are too diplomatic. You see? Jesus, oh Lord Jesus. You are not serious. Maybe I agree. Share. Come, Jesus. Let us know you are serious. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. And we thank God for everybody here. We want to honor the grace of God on the lives of some wonderful men, of, men and women of God in our midst. Hallelujah. We have the resident pastor of Eagles Mountain International, the Reverend George Kojo Impre. Man of God, let them see you. Uh -huh. That's him. And um, to the glory of God, his dear and beloved wife is here. The woman of God, Lady Pastor Stella. Oh, put your hands together for her. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. For you the God bless you, woman of God. She was in school, but she still insisted that she would be here. So she climbed yesterday in the evening. We'll be really easy. We thank God. God bless you, Mom. You're welcome. Hallelujah. And the Lord has also blessed them with a wonderful baby girl. Aww. I believe you can all see her. Yeah, straight from Israel. Hallelujah. She looks like a British. <laughs> we thank God for the blessing that he has given to this wonderful family. Hallelujah. And we also have the associate pastor of Eagles Mountain International, Reverend Frank Apiagizi. Where's also for Frank? Okay, all right. He too, he will marry very soon. Please, he has someone. So if you're a lady and you are crashing, crash yourself. Thank you very much. Amen. 
I need to be very hard on that one so that you don't go and trouble his life. If you do and I catch you, if I remove my, my right shoe and put my leg on the ground, something will happen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. I have the man of God, Apostle Daniel Anamel here. We'll put our hands together for him. God bless you, man of God. God bless you. He came all the way from Sunyane. Wow. He left that wonderful church the Lord has given to him just to come and fellowship with us. God bless you, sir. God bless you. And wherever Sofma Vida is, we thank God for her life. Amen. Our dear you, Amen. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. I also have my son, the Reverend Captain Kobe Chris. Put the hands together for the. Oh, Osofu. You are welcome. Bye. You are welcome. And he came with his right hand man, Osofu. Michael, put the hands together for, for him. My son is a captain in the military. Yeah, and this man also is a major. Uh -huh, so you can see, we are not joking here at all. Yeah. Amen. You see, the captains and the major generals are climbing. Also, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Amen. And by the special grace of God, I'm also here. I'm also here. <laughs> Amen. Wow. I have my, my, my dear brother and friend, Osofo Sami. Osofo Sami is here. Osofo, God bless you. Together with his wife, the lady Consuela, the man of God. Aha. Wow. I think, yeah, I'm introduce Amen. You're also here. You're also here. Amen. And I'm also here with my dear wife. God bless you, man of God. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oceana, Canada Street. Amen. We thank God for grace. The man of God, Chris Tebnak, is also here. Also, let them see Nice man. Nice man. You are also here. Put your hands together for yourself. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. I have a lot of things in my spirit that I don't know which one to talk about. I've been praying now that the Lord should lead me to something. It is becoming difficult. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen, oh. Oh, amen. amen. How many of us want to marry? If you want to marry, let me see. Oh, be sincere and honest. Okay. If you are married, don't you put your hand down. If you are married, there are some of you you are not married, but just <laughs> for someone. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. If you want to marry, let me see your hand. Nice one. Nice one. Let's will be our sister. Don't you want to marry? Is it? You're already married. So what? You don't want to marry. No, I'm not saying now, but if in any way you want to marry, uh -huh, let me see your hand. Sister, empower ya. 
Okay. That's nice. This will be a... I see. I see. So none of you can even sacrifice his body for the sake of the assignment. Hey, Jehovah. Okay, you put your hand down. If you want to be an eunuch to God, let me see your hand. Ah, you don't understand what... Okay, my midterm. <laughs> okay. If you want to dedicate your whole self as a living sacrifice unto God without marriage, let me see your hand. Who pay down saying, What's now? How a becker home? It will be serious. I don't answer to. But if you are serious, let me see your hand. Okay, I have one person here. <laughs> Sister, you are welcome. Why don't you want to marry? Hmm? You are not interested. She says she's not interested. Holomosahat. <laughs> that means that all of us who want to marry and are married, we are interested. So why are we interested? Or let me say, let me put it this way. Why do you want to marry? No, you see, we are serious, pal. Amen. Why do you want to marry? You know that some of you, they told you you're a young man and you're anointed like this. You have to marry early. Is that not what they said? For what reason? Because, so that the ladies will not trouble you. If that's the main reason why you are marrying as a young man, forget about it. You have missed it. Oh, amen. Because there are some mad, they don't care whether you are married or not. Are you listening to me? They can look at it and say, oh, ring here, fool. Hey! <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. Okay. If there's anyone here who wants to marry and has a solid reason, let me just make it simple so that you will not, all of you will not put your hands down. <laughs> Amen. If you have any reason for which you want to marry, let me see your hand. Joseph, why do you want to marry? Please, can I get a microphone? One microphone. Joseph, any language? Okay. Alright. Thank you, man of God, for the opportunity. You're welcome, sir. Um, my name is Tony. Okay. The main reason why I want to marry is I want to go into ministry. Okay. And I believe marriage gives you the power of two. Okay. So the in power ministry, of two. yes, please. Okay. So in ministry, my wife can aid me in my ministry. Thank wow. you very much. Wow. Put your hands together. Very honest and sincere. Are you listening to me? But I can't any spiritual reason be our So if you start in creation the in the creation account of God, then <laughs> What is your honest and sincere reason for which you want to marry? Okay. All right, say something. I have three strong reasons. Strong. Very strong. Okay. The key word is strong. First off, I believe marriage, God created marriage. Okay. So that's one. Okay. And two, marriage is an institution. Okay. Of God. But three, 
there's a special blessing. Special marriage. Okay. And I have. Been okay. Okay. Think love upon couples. Okay. So that. Okay, that's great. Put your hands together for him. Wow. I see. Any other? Any other? Into more person worrying in a moon in the interior of a semi. Oh, and you are normally out of it. Okay, there's no person. Okay, 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 sister. For companionship. Okay, companionship. That's great. Put your hands together for her. Oh, do I beckon the other boy and some You're ready, you're a boss. So, we can see you. See you, I'll be wrong. As I'm coming there, as for ship, for ship, 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 as in to shape your destiny or for the shape of the woman. Yes, for sex, okay, and that is for you. I'm a cover, okay. I want sincere and honest answers. Are you getting it? Yeah, yeah, I love and that. for sex. Okay, first. But it's more good. Okay. If you are doing it in the holy way. Okay. Okay. Because a fine child, they are not M.Y.A. Put your hands together for <laughs> Nice one. Okay, Captain. There's a particular favor and blessing that comes with marriage. Mm. So, as, as a single man of God, you mm. might not tap or walk in that favor. So he who finds a wife. Wow, put your hands together for <laughs> Captain. Wow, wow, wow. That's great. That's very beautiful. Any other? Okay. Okay, oh, oh, wait. The spiritual people are coming. The white body. The Okay. Don't be rewarded. Okay. Word. Wow. Put your hands together for us. Okay. Wow, that's great. Re- question. Response as in. Yes. And don't know the end of the end of the end of the end of the Okay, senior, my brother. Thank you, Baba. You're welcome. Apart from companionship, mm. I want to receive that special, special help. Help that okay. God has okay. embedded in my wife. Okay. okay. Wow. Wow. Put your hands together for Sophie. Tell you the Kikako. Somebody on port being okay. What is the person saying? Use the cord ones so that you can. Apostle uh, Joseph says that okay. it's a spiritual mandate given to man for his blessings okay. and also to glorify God. Okay. okay. Yeah, as I know, that's the only way we have. All right. That's powerful. Let's put our hands together for Apostle Joseph. Nice one. Any other? Okay, yourself. Let it be said. For two reasons. For two one, reasons. Um, one, tomorrow because 
until father's funeral. Okay. And after marriage, there was a total of six. Okay. Some part of it. Okay. So I believe that uh, what a lot of women do is complex, but then okay. somebody has to do it quite simple. Okay, that's all. Okay. Wow, that's great. You see, this, this is the reason why I asked the question, why do you? Because it now becomes personal. Are you getting it? So those who are men of God are talking about ministry. Amen. 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 Oh, amen. That's great. Any right. other? Thank you, sir. Okay. Please, um, wait. My God told me that he okay. will use my marriage as a tool for transformation. Okay. So that, um, to fulfill that purpose. Okay. That's, that's why. You, okay, that's good. Put us together for him. Wow. Okay. Okay. One more. Okay. For children. Okay. All right. That's great. That's great. That's nice. Any other? Okay. What's up? <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Three reasons. Three reasons. Let's go. All right. So I believe that there is a misconception in the body of Christ when it comes to the Trinitarian Council of the Body. Okay. Relax. Relax. I believe that one of the reasons why God instituted marriage is to reveal the relationship among the body. Okay. So that is one. And I believe that marriage is also a mystery in the kingdom. Okay. And the word of the Lord said in Romans chapter 14 that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, sure, but peace, joy, and righteousness. So I also believe that one of the reasons why we marry is to reveal that. Okay. And I believe that the woman is a true definition of the word comp of the word support system. Okay. To, to support the man, the man to do his assignment okay. and help me. So that is the reason why I want you want to marry. Nice one. Nice one. The more reasons in your thesis. That's great. Any other? Okay. Please make it personal. Are you getting it? Why do you? Not why God wants you to. Are you getting my point? We'll come to that side. Because there are many of you, even though God wants you to marry, you have your own special reasons. I don't have a person with tears. Let's go. I would want to marry because, because what I would from what, uh, my purpose my purpose is mm. I would need a man that would be like support and together okay. we will achieve so I need someone who will also believe in this purpose okay. and then together we will achieve this that's great that's together for me okay Papa please so I want to marry because I see myself as a helper to my husband. Okay. So you want to help? Yes. Okay. Put your hands together for her. Daddy, please, from Port B. Okay, Port B. All right. Mr. King says that for intimacy, for and, intimacy. Also, and also to grow in my spirituality. Then okay. He added that I know they say you think you are spiritual until you marry. Nice one. <laughs> I love that statement. <laughs> you think you are spiritual until you marry. You will know you are not. <laughs> wow, we give God praise. We give God praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Wow. 
I'm so um, excited to hear some of the personal reasons why many of us want to marry. Amen. They are good. They are all good. They are all part of marriage. Hallelujah. But then, they are not necessarily the main reason why God instituted marriage. Are you following? So they are good. They are all good. But definitely when you marry, you procreate. Is that not so? But do you know, when you come before God, you can bring two people together as a couple and will never give them children. Do you know that? So if... <laughs> I wish I could say, I will come there. I will say things today by the special grace of God. Amen. Oh, amen. I don't want to go ahead of myself. But then, Apostle made mention of something that God first instituted marriage to reveal the relationship that is among the Godhead. Say Godhead. Oh, say Godhead. And when we say the Godhead, as we all know, what we all know as the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. There is a certain relationship that exists amongst them. And that relationship is a marital relationship, hallelujah. So the main reason why God instituted that was to just reveal that kind of relationship. The main reason why Jesus will not get angry and say, Father, take your throne. I'm doing my own thing. And the Holy Ghost will also say, I'm not quickening any human body. I'm doing my own thing. The main reason why none of them have changed their minds is because of that marital relationship. Amen. Oh, amen. In fact, when God made Adam and brought Eve out of him, It was so beautiful because exactly what God meant marriage to be was being made manifest amongst them until man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hallelujah. And now marriage has become something which is there. Amen. Oh, amen. And because of our falling state, Many of us have not still come to the place of knowing the main reason why God instituted marriage. Because there are many of us, when you see a man as a woman and you feel something, some kind of attraction and likeness towards him, then you don't know what to do to yourself. Hallelujah. And we all have been feeling those kind of things. If you have not been feeling that, there's a problem with your human system. Are you following? Yeah. But then, we are not meant to follow that feeling. Because if you follow that feeling, you will lock yourself in a dark room and not even know where the door is. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because feeling is a natural occurrence as a result of the release of biochemical fluids. <laughs> hallelujah. Can slap somebody right now, let's say my um, my captain and major, you know, the military men, you joke small now tower. Hallelujah. When they slap you and you begin to cry, 
you are not crying because you just want to cry but then there is something called pain <laughs> hallelujah now that pain will, will touch some hormones and definitely biochemical reactions will go on and then tears will flow but then after some time the tears will cut you will not be crying again are you getting it what actually happened was that you felt a pain and you cried but now the pain is no more so there will be no tears it is the same way when you feel something you know that's something the moment the, the very first day i set my eyes on you i remember those times when we were when we were growing up in the things of god we used to pray with some people and <laughs> There was this guy very anointed my goodness those times when we were now trying to pick to see some mosquitoes in the spirit they were mentioning names and things hey then another lady joined us and this lady was so much on fire even more than the, the guy so anointed young young people in JHS way back very anointed moment the guy saw the lady something started we went straight to the they said the very first day i set my eyes on you i felt a sharp pain around my rib and i knew that you are my lost rib hey bass bass and vibes and the lady said you too i felt another sharp pain by the time we realized within four months these people were sleeping together and after some time, you know, when we were growing up in the things of God, we were, we were so particular about sinful acts because that was the only message that was being preached in our church. And there was a woman of God who raised us a bit. The woman will not even give you any word concerning the good things God is about to do. But if you do something wrong and you come to church, you are dead. <laughs> so when, when we go and fool around, Saturday evening, and we come to church on Sunday morning. Oh, Bano, which name for no one is That's a mama. So, when you get there, I've been Hey, <laughs> we now we know what we have done. Hallelujah. And this guy started losing graces, anointings, and the sharpness of the gift began to go down. He became blunt. Bible said when the edge of an axe is blunt you will require more strength so it became a problem all because he felt a sharp pain <laughs> hallelujah oh amen so you see it is not about feeling are you, are you following it is not about marriage is very complicated and highly spiritual to a point where no human being has that ability to judge anything concerning marriage. Are you listening to me? Many of you will not understand what I'm talking about. Especially in the area of divorce. The Spirit of the Lord you know, those times in some of the Orthodox churches, if you marry and divorce, it doesn't matter whether you are the man of God or the house. You go and sit at the back. You will never do anything that has to do with ministry. 
all because you married and divorced but then is that how things are supposed to be some some men of God are so rigid when it comes to divorce now we are not saying everybody should go and divorce but then if you look at the heart of the Lord Jesus many of us are running away from what the Lord has said the problem is we do not know how to rightly divide the word of truth so we mix the old and new testament we look for a place that you know appeases with our feelings then we preach so we realize that when that same man of God is going through issues of marriage he will not be so rigid on divorce because at that point at a point he's trying to think of escaping are you getting it but when things are fine ah yeah if you divorce you are going to hell can I say this anybody that tells you that divorce will take you to hell is not saying the right thing let me say it that way but that does not mean anytime something pops up go and divorce because there are so many replications that will come out of divorce that we do not even know are you following <laughs> A man got married, very anointed man of God, and later realized that the wife was a witch. The man did every fasting and prayer that God should help him cast out that witchcraft. Still, he didn't hear anything. And you see, God too will not come to you and say, Leave your wife, unless at rare situations. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So if you were that man of God, what would you have done? Hmm? What would you have done? <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. Is divorce good? Is it good? No, God even hates it. Are you getting my point? Yeah. God hates divorce but he doesn't hate the people that divorce so even though there might be divorce he will still love the people and because of the love that he has for the people destiny will still continue only when these people have been enlightened to fulfill destiny when they are apart are you listening to me we'll come to that side it just chipped in and then we'll come to that point hallelujah oh hallelujah the other time I was talking about God being um, an embodiment of two dimensions. Now we all know that generally we can group all of us into two. Are you getting it? Which will be males and females. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now why males and why females? You know, there are a lot of people who want to say that men and women are equal. Haven't you heard those things before? That's demonic. Anybody that tells you that is feeding from the table of demons. Men and women are never the same and we can never be the same. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You let's put marriage aside now. Where's your breast? Because of mommy has breasts. Are we busy? Never. 
Never. There are things Osofu can do, Osofu Mahame cannot do. Are you getting my point? So first, we need to understand. That is why when we say, oh, we are all equal, it's a lie. Even in Christ, we are not. The only place that we become one in Christ is according to the inheritance that we all will receive. That is why when we are in Christ, doesn't matter whether you are a man or a woman, once you, you, you follow Christ in the way that you should, there is a reward for you. There's no reward for males and females in Christ. Are you getting the point? We are all one. So when it comes to inheritance and, and rewards in Christ, that is where we all come to the same point. But aside that, we are never the same, even physically. How much more in marriage? Amen. Oh, amen. You see, there is a demonic wave that started many ancient ancient of days ago. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And this agenda is to bring men and women to a place of equality. Can't be the same. Are you getting my point? I want to, I want to hit on it again so that it will pierce into your heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because many of you are listening to unnecessary voices from people who call themselves counselors who do not have any foundation in Christ and they keep saying things and so long as they appease to your emotions you say yes yes it is true May the Lord help us amen now many people are fighting who should cook in the matrimonial home who should cook are you mad where did you get that thing from who should cook I will say it and say it again. You can't beat me. Let me tell you the mind of God. But naturally, let's say this is my wife, just as she is. And we enter into a new house that maybe we, are, we have bought. <laughs> the moment we enter, what do you think will be the first place she will enter? Right from the kitchen where? Right from the bedroom, washroom, simple. Me, I won't bother about these places. My place will be where? The living room. Asa? Naturally. Naturally. That is why if you try to change these things, you'll be a demon. Is that not so? Ah. But this is a serious issue going on now. Amen. So when a man enters into the kitchen to cook, hey, I'm saying things today. <laughs> when a man enters into the kitchen to cook, there might be so many reasons. First, maybe he lost to cook. Second, maybe the wife is busy. Or maybe she's pregnant. Or any other thing. But then it is not his duty to cook. Mommy hated you. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to break some buildings in your mind <laughs> and lay a new foundation. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Okay, well, let me drop. Let me drop. We'll come back to that side later because I'm, I'm getting heated up. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. 
So one of the main reasons why God established marriage is to reveal the Godhead. Now listen to this carefully. How many personalities, let me say that, we have in the Godhead? Huh? So definitely how many personalities will we have in marriage? No, it is not true. Are you listening to me? That is why when you think you are going to marry and then you are it's a lie. So before you think of getting married, if you are here and the lady is also here, ask yourself, where is the third person? Amen. Oh, amen. Because in marriage, the one that is actually the chief of this marriage thing is Christ. Then when he comes to the home, he makes the man the head. Then he makes the woman the neck. Hallelujah. Don't leave this place and go and fight about marriage and relationship. Are you listening to me? If you do that, you're on your own. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to help you by the, by the Spirit of God. Because there are many of you, the main reason why you can't stay even in one relationship is because you lack understanding. And the Lord is helping us. Amen. Oh, amen. Some of you are too trimude. You see? Who told you it? And the mechanism. Who told you that on your birthday somebody should go and buy an iPhone and give it to you? Just because we are in a relationship. Is it a law? No, is it a law? If I have and I want to, I will. Out of love. You better pray out of love. When there is breakup, because I found phone, man. Some of you here talk crash and we are sad. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. You see, a lady will be in a relationship on her birthday. Maybe the guy forgot to wish her. This can become a serious case. It can become a serious case. What is the meaning of that? No, can't we forget things in this world? I'm coming. I will hit on the women and when I'm done, I will crown everything on the men. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. So can't we forget anything in this world? Now you see, let me tell you something. When a man genuinely loves you, and he has, he will not withdraw things from you. Are, Are you getting it? Yeah. You see, mostly when men don't have money, they try to say, oh, well, you see, many of you don't know. When your birthday is drawing close and your beloved doesn't have money, for two weeks, Nana Swaya said, I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. But some of you, too, when your birthdays are getting close, especially the ladies. You can tell me I'm so first. You have a certain imagination and an expectation. And I think then the way you say to me, mommy. You see that kind of thing. So anytime something that is below that standard comes to you, you don't appreciate it. 
<laughs> Amen. In fact, it was only when I got married that I received certain things on my birthday. Forms of money. Hallelujah. Uh, marriage is good. Some of you women, you can't give. Debbie, you want to take. She, she, she. Hallelujah. So the main reason why God instituted marriage, the first is to reveal the relationship amongst the Godhead. And that should let you know, linking the relationship among the Godhead to marriage, definitely there will be a husband figure. Are you following? There will be a wife figure. And then there will be a child figure. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And we know that God in his three-dimensional moves. We have the Father, we have the Word or the Son, and the Spirit. Several times I've taught us that the Father becomes the, yes, the husband figure. Then the Spirit becomes the mother figure. And then the Lord Jesus, who is the Son, becomes the child figure. Hallelujah. No wonder. Your born again experience is through two dimensions through the word of God and the spirit of God. The word of God, according to that verse, is the Greek word sperma, which means the sperm of God. And then the spirit of God there speaks of the Holy Ghost. So before you get born again, the Holy Ghost receives the word of God, He will brood over the word. And hatch it into a new species, and you are that species. Hallelujah. So you see, it is the Holy Ghost that actually gave birth to you as a mother figure. Are you following? So, hallelujah. Amen. Now that should let you understand that in marriage. There will also be a figure that will receive the sperma, root over it for nine months. Hallelujah. <laughs> and hatch it into a new species, which will be the child. Amen. Oh, amen. Now, this wonderful marital relationship that exists among the Godhead is so strong and heavy that everything in the universe of God is tied to it the very day there will be a disconnection in that relationship the whole world will disappear I'm telling you the whole world will disappear hallelujah because before God created the world he stretched himself into three dimensions and he looked into himself in the future and he saw how creation will be and realized that the end of all things will be to his own glory then he started and before God even started after seeing the end there were promises that were made to each dimension of the Godhead hallelujah oh, hallelujah so now before God started creation he started speaking and he spoke among himself. So the father declared and said, I am looking for a people 
to dwell amongst them. And the son also said, I'm also looking for a bride. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. And the spirit also said, I am looking for a people that I will also tabernacle amongst them to bring to pass the idea of the father. And this became the beginning of the creation story. So in creation, there is what the father takes. There is what the word or the son takes. And there is what the spirit takes. Are you following? Good. Now, when they promised themselves, they started arranging the works that they were all going to do in the course of creation. And they got to know that all these promises that they made to themselves, they were actually talking about an entity. And that was man. And they knew that when they create man, in the course of man's journey on earth, he will fall. They knew it. And so they decided that they will put, they will, they will make sure that they rectify that whole story or that problem before creation begins. So at that point, the son said, because I am the image of this Godhead, and that entity called man will be made in my image, if that man falls, I will be the same person that is to lift them up and let them come back into the same image. Therefore, that lifting that I will go and lift all creation, all human beings up, let me do it now before creation starts. And he was going to do that through his death and resurrection. So even before God said heaven and earth appear, Jesus had already died. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Amen. And in the course of that, they understood that it will be through something we call blood. Because when that entity called man, they are yet to create falls, he will become flesh and blood. And then they will need another blood because according to a law that they will give in the course of creation, without blood, there will be no remission of sins. So then the Christ turned himself into a lamb. And there was a reason why he turned himself into a lamp. And I think I will give this one to you as an assignment. Amen. <laughs> oh, amen. And then, the father together with the spirit and the son, they all slew that lamp and spilled his blood within themselves. And that blood became the foundation of all creation. So the whole world, heaven and earth, the spirit realm, every dimension of God's multiverse is founded on the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the first entity that carries the potency and the power of God is the blood of Jesus. This blood is way older than Lucifer. The guy thought that he was so strong because amongst all the angelic beings and all the host of the spirit beings in heaven, he was the only one that could announce the presence of the Lord. And he was so, so, so beautiful and handsome. And according to the word of God, the Bible said, tablets and pipes were used to make him. And the word of the Lord also said, God used precious stones. Hmm. 
And the Bible said, even the settings of the stones were made with pure gold. When we say settings, let's say the guy was made with nine stones. From one stone moving to the next stone within himself, they will use gold to knit that place. Are you following? The guy was so beautiful. How many of us have seen Lucifer before? Oh. Oh. The first day I got baptized by the Holy Ghost. The first vision I saw was my own auntie holding my waist. I said, leave me alone. The moment she left my waist, I began to speak in tongues. That was the first vision I saw. The second vision I saw was a certain light that was shining from a far distance and was moving with speed towards me. The third vision I saw was Kwekulu. <laughs> when I got home, in fact, I was in tears, crying from those of you who, who are in Kumasi, from Pankrono, Roman Park, to Tafu, about Ruth, on my <laughs> in tears. When I got home and knelt down, I began to pray. Then, oh, senior man appeared. <laughs> when you look if I didn't see him clearly because it was just I was now starting in visions but later in my walk with God when God began to open dimensions and I saw him not as Satan but as Lucifer my goodness if you are not careful you say Lord thank you <laughs> hallelujah and whenever God speaks now you know God does not really speak with sound. Are you, are you following? The presence of God is light, sound, everything put together. But then it will be Lucifer that will differentiate these dimensions. Now we all know that before thunder strikes, lightning will come. But then when you, all these things actually have their place in heaven. So in heaven when you go, there is no difference between lightning and thunder. But when it gets to the earth, they differentiate. Lightning will come for our eyes to appreciate. But thunder will strike for our ears to appreciate. So there is what actually disintegrates, or let me say, differentiates these two dimensions. In heaven, the voice of God and the reality of God is Lucifer. So when the light of God shines on him, the stones will reflect dimensions of God. And the pipes and tablets will start speaking what God is saying. The guy was so important in heaven. Very important. In fact, there's a word in the word of God that says, The king of glory has entered the temple. Let all the host of heaven be quiet. And mostly they sing with that. The one that is supposed to announce that was Lucifer. Such an anointed. Now you see, can I say something? Can I say something? You see, in the times of old, I told you that when the word of the Lord speaks of someone being anointed, there were only three people that were anointed. And even the, all these three people were not anointed the same way. Are you following the priest, the prophet, and the king. These were the only three people that were anointed. But now, when you come, the word anointed, actually, in the depth of its meaning, means the Christ. 
Now we all know that the word Christ means the anointed one. So now, if Lucifer was the anointed cherry in the heavenlies, there was something, <laughs> there was something Christ-like that was on him. Amen. Oh, amen. And what is this Christ-like thing that was in Lucifer? That's not my message. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But then before God created all these special beings, the Christ, the Lord Jesus, had already been slain. And his blood was used as the foundations of the world. This is the reason why when God in after many years in his creation, when he started the nation Israel, when the Israelites were in captivity, according to the Egyptian calendar, they were in the ninth month. But then God appeared to Moses in Exodus 12 and said to Moses that this is going to be the beginning of months for you. That means that was going to be the first month. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, in the place where they were, Egypt, that was the ninth month. And in fact, in that ninth month, they were not on the first day of that ninth month. They were in the middle. And God said, today will be the beginning of months and days for you. And God told him, this is what you are going to do. Let every child of God that is amongst you in Israel, every Israelite, get a lamb. We are going to put the lamb there for four days. And on the fourth day, every family will bring their lamb. We will, we will slain the lamb and then we'll use the blood of the lamb to smear their doorpost. Why? Because God, before he began creation, he had to slain Jesus as the lamb. Are you following? So anytime God is about to begin something, there must be a spilling of blood. Don't think too far. <laughs> now, you see, this is what the occultic people have caught. And they are using these things to launch themselves into higher places. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. When Satan started misbehaving in heaven, the guy had so much authority over almost all the beings. Because when you talk about God sitting on his throne, the next being that is close to God is the seraphim. And after the seraphim, we now move to the cherubim. Now the word of the Lord said, this Lucifer guy was a cherub. But not just a cherub, an anointed cherub. Amen. Now you see, in the book of Hebrews, the word of the Lord said, God has anointed Jesus with the oil of gladness above his fellows or companions. Can I, that means Jesus had companions. Are you getting it? He had companions. Who are these companions? When we say companions, do you understand? Fellows, fellows, fellow Casfodians. Fellow. That means Is that not so? This is why I said there is some. When we say Satan is an anointed cherub and Christ is the anointed, there is something you should understand. 
Kolomohosai. May the Lord help us. And that, the Bible said, the moment he was anointed with that oil of gladness, he was anointed above. What it means is that whenever an anointing comes upon someone, he is lifted above that realm that he was. That means when a cherub is anointed, he will be lifted above the cherubim. And once you are lifted above the cherubim, the next place or face is what? The seraphim. Amen. Oh, amen. And the word of the Lord calls the seraphim the burning ones. In fact, when you go into the root word of the word seraph, it actually means a serpent. So this guy, Kwekulu, <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. You see, I'm saying this before I move on to, because it's many of us saying, even after he corrupting everything and God taking all the glories from him, there is still something the guy has. Are you getting my point? Now, you should not be afraid of him. But then you should be wise. Because if you are not wise, oh, he will put you in bondage right now. Yeah. This is why I know certain men of God, eh? very anointed, very gifted. But then when you when you look at the way they treat their wives, they'll come to the church, hold microphones, and say, any satanic power troubling your marriage. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Amen. Oh, amen. You see, Satan will not come and stand before you with a machete to cut off your head. No. He wants to partner with you so that both of you can work together. That's what he does. He knows you are the light of God. He knows. And he's in darkness because God has kept him in darkness. He wants that darkness to come and be with the light, which is an impossible reality. Are you getting it? But in the lives of many Christians, it looks like it is possible. And that's what he wants. He loves to mingle himself with the things of God. Because he knows that now he has lost his place in heaven. But then it will only be through man that he can just attach himself to things. That is why when Satan gets one witch, he becomes powerful. Are you getting it? When he gets somebody who say, I've thrown away the destiny God gave to me. I want to fulfill Satan, your destiny for my life. That's what witchcraft means. Who is a witch here? Let me see your hand. <laughs> if you want to be a witch, let me see your hand. Oh, Biampe. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So you see, when men fell, it was the agenda of the devil. He knows. He did one thing in heaven that brought him so low. And he wanted man to do that same thing so that he will also fall. And according to the word of God, he looked at himself. And in heaven, they don't look into a mirror. They look in a water or a waterfall. But that's the reality even of mirror. Amen. I think I've given us a secret on how water was formed. How many of us remember that? 
Oh. Oh. I've said it before. Okay, the Lord will help us. Amen. Can I say something? This is what God did. In fact, Enoch said it. God brought one of himself called light and a certain part of himself called darkness. Uh, this is the point many people will get confused. God, darkness? Yes. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. You see, there is... I don't want to go to that side. But when we talk about darkness, we are talking about the mysteries of God. Anything about God that you cannot know, see or understand is dark to you. Are you getting it? So there's a darkness of God and there's a light of The light just comes to reveal that which is hidden in the dark. God picked the light and picked the darkness and put them together. And when you put them together, he spread them and that was water. Uh I know how difficult it will be for many of us to understand. (laughs) Amen. This is the reason. Can I say this? When you go to the marine world, God has a lot of battalions. Relax and listen. Don't let your evangelistic dogma stop what I'm saying. (laughs) Amen. Oh, amen. There are a lot of beings in see, many of us who hear marine say, hey, mama water. We think every every being in the marine kingdom is a demon. Is that not what they, they taught us? No, 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 no. And human beings are not the only beings that God created. We are just the human of the beings. There are many beings who are not human. Are you getting my point? Yeah. But there's a reason why the attention of God is so much on us because we are the only beings that he made in his image and after his likeness. Every other being is just revealing a dimension of God. And that dimension of God that every being reveals is the kind of glory that that being has. Are you listening to me? So everything has a certain level of glory. And that glory is the capacity that that being has to reveal the dimension of God. Now, aside Christ being the glory of God, man is the only entity that has the highest capacity to reveal God. That is why it doesn't matter how strong angels are. When one feeble man stands for God, God would forget all the angels and follow the man. Because when a man's heart begins to worship the Lord genuinely, heart or not voice, God can forget all the pure voices of angels in heaven. You'll be so excited listening to that which is coming out of the heart of man. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If you look at the way God made man, I, I, he, do, he cannot do anything than to lavish his love and mercy on us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is why you see, God is a just God. But then, <laughs> there is something about God that sometimes can even suspend his justice. That's the mercy of God. The compassion of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Say, come in, I'm a boy. You see, we say, men, yeah. 
and you find when you are quiet, the way some of us would do. <laughs> but then, the wrong thing we did against God affected ourselves because we didn't know we're in the image of God. This is the reason why, if you are a husband and you say your wife has said something that you are angry, so you punish her, you forget it, you are punishing yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what we call one flesh. You will not feel it now, but you will see it. Hallelujah. This is what I've been telling married couples eh, that hey, any time a misunderstanding comes, sometimes I look at the one that is more spiritual and I hit the matter on that person. You, you are spiritual than your wife. You are spiritual than your husband. Any time a misunderstanding comes, be the first to apologize, whether it is from you or not. Are you listening to me? Because see, many of us don't know these things. God bless you. We don't know. Because there's a difference between a house and a home. A house is just a physical edifice. But a home comprises of many things. The emotions in you and your wife is part of your home. So when you enter somebody's beautiful house, you can sense there is no peace. Even though nobody has said anything. Some men can even, when the moment you enter the, oh honey, how are you? But you can send that, mm, this one, or the catapibiso. Hallelujah. There is a presence. Are you following? Your finance is a dimension of your home. Amen. Your health is a dimension of your home. And all these parts are making mention of their gates of your home. So anytime any of these dimensions are attacked, the gate will be open and the enemy will enter. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That is the reason why some men will never be angry until they are broke. Now, are you getting my point? Yeah. The moment they are broke, even if you say, and you say, what can you hear? <laughs> so see, because of a financial crisis, the enemy is bringing forth another dimension in the emotions. And this man will start beating the wife. Hey! Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. People of God, it is good to marry you, but have understanding. Are you listening to me? Have understanding. Because you see, I've seen people who married for wrong reasons and they are crying. On. They are crying. Bah! And the, the, the issue with divorce is that the moment you divorce, it has become a law. Your children will go through the same. Unless you decide to sacrifice your life to deliver them from that. What the another Ejuma This is the reason why most of our parents, some of us, we saw our fathers treating our mothers like punching bags. But mommy will keep quiet. Because they have an understanding that this new generation we don't have. See, we not come out and write nonsense on status. And anybody that does not value you, and who, who do you value? <laughs> Amen. Just say, you sound wrong mentality. I'm telling you. Amen. Oh, amen. So if you want to marry, it is good to marry. But if you want to marry, God is about to build a home with you. Are you following? Especially if you are a man. God is about to build a home. And I've told you a home is not a house. 
So you don't need to build a three-bedroom apartment before you marry. But then, know how to build a home in your house. Hallelujah. Now you see, when we speak of home, plenty of things come together. Let me talk about finance. <laughs> that many of us want to marry, but because of finance. Somebody said you don't have finance and you want a fiance. <laughs> you don't have finance, no fiance and no romance for you. <laughs> hey! May the Lord help us. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The enemy knows that finance is also one of the gates of your marriage. So that some of you, when God gives you a good man or good woman, the enemy will hit the door. Of your finance so that you will not end up in that home and build that family for God. Hallelujah. The people seek a semi a lot because they have a good man or a good woman to marry. Amen. And listen to me every marriage has what it is revealing about God. So that's your boyfriend that you are planning to marry. Have you asked God? Lord, what do you want to reveal with this marriage? Have you? If you don't know, I beg you, know before you marry. Are you listening to me? Because if you get to know of this, eh, you will know the kind of attacks that will come after the marriage. Because attacks beyond the common marriage be That some marriages, the enemy knows that even if he brings 20 women against the man, it will not work. But if he attacks the finance, aya. The whole home will collapse. Amen. Oh, amen. So you see, every marriage and what it is revealing about God. I know what my marriage is revealing about God. And I know the kind of attacks that will come. And the Lord is teaching me how to stand against them. Are you listening to me? So if anything happens to my marriage that is evil, then I'm the one who did not follow the leadings of the Spirit. It is not God. Are you listening to me? But then if you don't even know what your marriage is going to reveal about God, problems will come. There are certain people there. Eh, some come, when, The moment you see them, there's a certain hope that sparks within your spirit. They have not said anything. Once you see them, that some of when you see a husband and his wife kneeling down in church praying, Aya, then something is doing you. <laughs> not only on the side of feeling but then it gives you a sense of purpose are you getting it that's some people that's that's the only thing their marriages are supposed to reveal to give hope unto lost marriages to give hope hallelujah oh amen I like the way some of you are quiet and you are thinking <sighs> Amen. Hallelujah. That some of you listening to me, when we look at your souls, when we scan your souls by the eyes of the eagle, we can know you are not due for marriage. You need more than six years. One soon soon I will wrap eight years relationship. What are you doing to your destiny? Huh? Some of you too. When we look at the plan of God for your lives, 
forget about your age because if you follow age you have a wide margin of missing it are you getting the point yes there was a woman at the age of 23 a man came to a serious anointed man of God and the man proposed to the woman and the woman said okay let me pray to her the Lord said no give yourself five years the woman told them, the man said, no, 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 I can't wait. I'm a purposeful man. He left. <laughs> After the five years, another man came. The Lord said, give yourself five years. Hey, now, Becca. That is the Lord. Now, it will look like everything. Some of you said, are you sure this is God? <laughs> Hallelujah. Another man came. The lady went to God and said, give yourself another five years. To a point when the woman was 52. And a young boy who was 27 years old gathered him. And went straight to the woman. I want to marry you. He said, let me talk. God said, marry him. <laughs> if I, when the woman hit 48, she stopped menstruating. Now she's 52. She never thought of childbirth. Because she knew that God said and when she first shot four children said Mary amen and two guys two girls massive prophets and prophetesses hallelujah Oh, amen. How beautiful it looks like. In the, even in the sight of men, how much more God. Some of you are just rushing because man of God, man of God, time, time, no deal. I'm not growing any younger. <laughs> hey! Hallelujah. Now you see, let's balance the, the equation. There are certain people that the age that God appointed for them to marry, they've passed that age and they are not yet married. So if these people try to base on their age to say, but I need to marry, at that point, it is understandable. Are you getting it? But then there are people too. <laughs> now you see, what God wants to reveal with your marriage and the kind of things he will tell you to do and not to do. Amen. Now some of you, eh, the kind of thing God wants to reveal with your marriage, if you sleep with anybody before marriage, you cut off 60% of it. You can repent and be used by God mightily, but that glory that God wants to reveal with the marriage, 60% of it is gone. Ah... That doesn't mean that any, any, any. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you the kind of specifics that is in God when it comes to marriage. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That people, God told them, you, I'm bringing you together for this purpose. For that reason, you will be together for only 16 years. And I'll take both of you home. Taking both of them home as if they would die. 
So there were people who died as a couple with their hands locked in each other. Pa, they died. They know something that we don't know. When you hear it from the other, oh yeah, look at them. Oh, untimely death. We told you. Some people's deaths are very timely. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. You don't know what God has said to people. Amen. So it is good to marry. Hallelujah. But then, let me talk about those who say God said I should marry you. And I know some of you ladies are. Some of them will use dreams. The moment they see you, hello sister, how are you? Wow. There's so much grace on you. Some, of you. some people will start with prophecy. The Lord told me to tell you. You are called a chikakra. Obwa. <laughs> I know what I'm, I'm a prophet, so I know. <laughs> so the Lord said, I don't know, but in the spirit realm, I saw I was taken to a place. The Biomuko place. The Bia. And when I got there, I saw two thrones. Then I heard a voice telling me, sit on one. When I sat on one, I was looking on the other side. I didn't see anybody. So I spoke back to the voice. Who was sitting beside me? All of a sudden. (laughs) I saw a cloud splitting itself apart. Then you appeared. And the Lord said, this is the one. Hey, hey, prophet, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I saw, <laughs> hallelujah, hey, and that's what most of you ladies want to hear, you see the thing, <laughs> amen, oh, amen, now you see, God can speak to you about somebody, I'm not saying there's nothing like that, are you getting the point, God can speak to you that this person go and marry the person. It is highly possible. It happens. But even me, my own, God did not tell me that go and marry her. Yeah. When I saw her, I knew that the kind of destiny that God has given to me, she can really fit into it. So I went to God in prayer. And the only thing God showed me was how her destiny would be like. And when I checked that destiny and mine, I knew that ah, it fits. That's all. That's all. Amen. Oh, amen. So you see, I chose her because of destiny. Are you getting the point? Any other thing is just a byproduct. Yeah. Any other thing. But some of you you know, okay, destiny is good. Yeah, it is there. But some of you want ship, ship. A young lady told me that her boyfriend says she's too slim. She should gain weight, else you won't marry her. Too slim. Umpe. At least go the way they go. Be traveling to my Amen. Hallelujah. People of God. If you are in a relationship, let me see your hand. Some of you are hiding your relationships. At the young person, 
I remember I told the lady, the Lord said, the guy that you are in a relationship with will marry you. She stood there for three weeks. I don't know which of them? Which of them? Confused. Hey. Come on, Amen. So aside God revealing that union that exists among the Godhead, there is also one of the reasons why he has established marriage for humanity. Hallelujah. And one, for us to be Christ-like, for us to be Christ-like, Thank you, Jesus. For us to be Christ-like or to be conformed to the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, there are some of you listening to me right now. When we actually look at your element... See, yesterday we, we spoke about the element. Every element has a good side and an evil side. And the reason why every element has a good side and an evil side is because of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we ate. Are you following? So every element has a good character. But then there's also a bad character. Hallelujah. That means you need to work on that bad character by the spirit if you're able to work on that let's say about 90% of that before you enter into marriage you will enjoy marriage to an extent <laughs> amen but then if you just get up because you have a girl and, a, and money and married you will know that will lie it a lie I'm, I'm telling you Amen. That is the reason why eh, if you're a lady and you find a guy who has caused the Holy Ghost to work on him and his character, when you get a man like that to marry you, you, you won't get. You won't get. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. See, everybody has a certain character that does not line up when it comes to the, the original glory God has purpose for marriage. And you need to work on it. Are, are you getting the point? Some of the men are too bossy. That's their problem. Now you see, it doesn't really look like an evil thing. But it is. It can destroy your marriage. Now some of the men, whatever they say is final. If you have a man like that, pray for him. Are you listening to me? Pray for him. Now some of you, then, your, 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 your beloveds are good, but there is a certain part of you. You see, it is natural for you to be jealous. You get the point. But there are some people, their jealousy is a supernatural one. Hey! What some people will do, eh? When you are, when you are talking to someone on the phone, they have ways and means of blocking the right ear and opening the left because you are standing on the left side. 
so that they will listen to every syllable. <laughs> uh, may God help us. Right after that, who are you talking to? Let me have your phone. Oh, there are men like that. Oh. There are women going through some of these things, but they don't talk. What about, I'm the man. I'm the man. See? Wait. There are some men too, their issues are anger. When they get angry, they can block you. Two weeks, you are blocking. And when, when they block you, within three days, they will not answer any call from a number they have not saved. Because they know you can use somebody's line to call. <laughs> Wait. What a stupid character. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a lot of people here. When they do the wrong thing, they will never apologize. They want you now to be the one who says they never hear just that there are some people like that. They will they will never, they will never. I don't know whether they don't have the genes in them to say sorry. Hey! Okay, sorry. Amen. Amen. There are some of you listening to me as ladies. The kind of assignment. I hope we all know that marriage is not by force. It's not by force to marry. Are you listening to me? But if you decide to marry, there is a way in the law that marriage is supposed to be. Are you getting the point? So you can't marry and decide that you marry in your own way. Never. I don't know the pastor that came to bless that marriage. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. And these are some of the things the counselors don't tell the people. Sit them down, let them know. Masa, masa, masa. You can't marry and be chatting with young, young girls 11 30 p.m. What are you wearing? You are mad. What is she wearing? Say. What are the Amen. I'm coming. <laughs> oh, amen. You see, some people can do nonsense things with boldness because they know nobody can do anything. You see that kind of thing? If you meet a man who has no authority figure above him, run away. Listen to me. So if I do something wrong right now, so if mommy can speak to my father in the Lord, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead, dead. I'm telling you. Amen. Oh, amen. Because she knows that at least if I misbehave, there is somebody I highly value and respect that I would never move away from the words of that man. So let's say if I have done something wrong, so mommy says, okay, I will tell daddy. Yeah. Then uncle to Jacob for me. I beg. Say thousand Ghana. Thousand Ghana else I'll tell that. Remember three thousand Amen. But there are some people, ni mami umuno, ni papa umuno. And because these people have that kind of nonsense character and behavior, they would discredit every man of God. You see? So that you will not go to church and say, man of God, you, you and this man of God, man of God thing. Now some of you, that's your issue. Ladies, so you are still here and you are still in the relationship. Yeah. I'm dialing some numbers. I'll start calling very soon. <laughs> 
But you're about four, so I pick it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, amen. People of God. If you want your marriage to be a blessing, aside knowing the will of God, or you can't just marry, are you getting it? First, know the destiny that God has given to you. How many of us know what God has called us to do? If you know, let me see your hand. You might not, you will not know all at this present time. But then at least more than 50% you should know. Let me see your hand. Good, good. Now, with this destiny, you should understand that it is not any woman that you can marry. You can meet a very good and respectful woman. But for the sake of destiny, you should let her go. Are you getting the point? If you only think, oh, she's good, she's so respectful, I need to marry her. You marry her and in the house, everything will be fine. But concerning destiny, you will fail. Hallelujah. Now some of you, the women you need to marry, they should be prayerful women. Are you getting Don't neglect character. But don't overthrow prayer. Are you getting the point? You, you are going to be a global prophet. And me, I'm going to do a easy. And if your wife sits down, what they are doing, Bonimu, no bomb, Paya Mawa, who is he that say the thing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you, these are the kinds of women you need to marry. But in found hope, fair like a uh, uh, sister. To who fair now? No affair. Hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Some of you do want people with bushy hair, like also for um, Maxwell. So if you see hair, oh, he has beard and six packs. I don't know what they do. You're packing your mass six. Amen. Oh, you see here? Sometimes it doesn't matter how you define marriage and be spiritual about it. You'll be able to see stubborn person. No, I call break There are people like that. Mm. One evangelist said, Ubu Honoma, you can up a hono Bible, no, you should never man and no, or Ben Yoko. So to train the boy, you should know, but Kayusu say, Mudu a jack. There are people like that. I swore, Dimmy, and here come my apron. See, there are people, eh? When they, they fall into troubles, they repent. They can even become the trouble themselves, unrepented down. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So after discovering your destiny, look at the woman that has a destiny that is in line with yours. Are you following? That, that should be the first key. Look for the woman or the man that has a destiny that is in line with yours. Then you come to the character. Are you listening to me? And you see, when you are looking for the woman that has the destiny in line with yours, it is not only one person. You can get about two million people in this world who have a destiny that is in line with yours. You can marry out of the two million people, any of them, any of them. 
This is why any prophecy that says you, you were supposed to marry somebody by name this and you miss the thing, so everything is nothing will work again. It's, a, it's not a good prophecy. I'll not say false. It's me basebia so you have a bad prophet and a false prophet a bad prophet is a genuine prophet but because of lack of understanding and wisdom they misplace priorities when it comes to the prophetic hallelujah there are some of you listening to me the destiny that God has given to you when you look at yourself, you can fulfill it alone. Are you getting it? Yeah. And once you see that, it is not by force for you to marry. Yes. Oh, that people can fulfill their destinies alone. Yeah. That is why marriage is not by force. But there are some of you too. The destiny you carry, if you try to fulfill it alone, you will die before your time. You will definitely need to marry. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But if you are going to marry, make sure that the person you are marrying is in line with your destiny. Else you go for somebody who will now come and end the destiny quata, 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 quata for you. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now when it comes to knowing the one whose destiny is in line with yours, God can speak. Are you getting it? That's what we call the will of God. God can speak. So many people, sometimes there are people who send pictures. Man of God, um, some of them have even has they've started relationship three years. After all the pictures sending me. Man of God, look into it. If it's the will of God for me. Near my jeans I will see. Indo me a one the will of God. So if the man of God says, no, he is not, you will still forget the man of God they marry. That's what they do. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. One man of God in, in, in his church, a guy and a, and a lady came to him and said, Daddy, please, um, I've seen this guy. He says he wants to marry me. I want you to pray into it. The moment the man of God closed his eyes, he knew that he'd been in a relationship for two years. Say, get up, get up. <laughs> so, oh, that is it. Leave, leave. As it pleases in your sight, go by it. You want to come and test the anointing? <laughs> hey, and some of the ones they send the pictures and we begin to look. The things we see, Holy Ghost, the things, things. Remember a lady sent me the picture of a guy. The moment I looked at the picture, fishings started unfolding. So things. <laughs> hey, that ball is a case. So I told the lady, Jai, Jai, Jai. Ube woo. What's your two years back? Over 36 times Dambalis. Hey, 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 hey. 36 times. Hey. Sister, be careful. Be careful. And you see, as I was looking at the thing, the guy was already looking at two other ladies. And the lady had 
She had aborted three times in the course of two years. Two years spent. Some of you are too desperate to marry. Be careful. Forget a clerical. Forget it. Because some of the men of when they, they when they get you know, you know that there's some shatterwallers are in the suit. Amen. In fact, if you look at some of the most of the men that give broken hearts are men of God. Me, I'm a man of God. I know what I'm talking about. break I know. If I'm most of the broken heart issues that will come before me, there be a bit of a shame. And that's what they used to catch the heart of the ladies. Say, God's heart, where you swear Who told you? It is one thing to be a pastor and another thing to fear God. There are some ushers who fear God than their pastors. But we don't like them. Hey. Uh-huh. I think I'm, I'm moving a bit towards the side of the men. I'm coming. You know you don't love her. You know. You know. You know how. But because she's beautiful, fair, and has a nice shape. And when your friends see you with her, they say, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> slippers, slippers, not Charlie. <laughs> hey! In fact, there are men who can just choose somebody to marry because their friends like them. Don't you know that? Remember the Yaiba Konon? When if a Charlie, you get eyes, so hey, Charlie, what did you see? What did you see? Hallelujah. Men can just choose, they can just choose any woman just to flex. You see, see that thing? So we only need to picture. We. We are the fulfilling destiny. Ah! Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So God can speak when it comes to his will. When we say the will of God, God doesn't really care about the shape, the size, nothing. God is so focused on the destiny and that is his will. As for the character there, on it. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So there are some women who are good in, in, in destiny, they will help you. But if they don't help themselves and they don't let the Holy Ghost also help them by their character, they can end their own destiny and end yours too. Are you getting it? Yeah. Hmm. There are some, I met a certain lady in church. As I was praying for her, I saw 14 guys surrounding her. Then I said, ah, who is Mike? He said, my friend. I said, just friend. He said, no, my boyfriend. I said, okay. But who is Emmanuel? He said, my friend. Just friend. My boyfriend. Then, then I opened my eyes. What? I said, okay. I continue. Who is this? Who is this? Said, so how many guys are you? 14, man of God. I said, why? When I'm saying no to them, I feel sad. I think I'm, I'm hurting them. 
Now, you see, this lady had a glorious destiny. But look at that kind of behavior. So, if a man of God sees her and says, Ah, because of the destiny you carry, it is in line with mine, let me marry you. Forgetting the other side. You will marry her by the time you realize you have three children for your associate pastors. <laughs> oh, yes. Some time ago, Prophet Bernard L. Bernard was prophesying to a man. He said, Papa, you have four children, right? He said, Yes. He said, Oh. <laughs> he said, All the four children, they are all for the driver of the man. And the wife is staying with the husband in peace. Hey! <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now listen to me. You see, there are some of you, the kind of women you are choosing to marry, when we look at their destiny plan, they are supposed to be women that will be in the limelight. Are you getting it? Some of them are supposed to be in politics. Some of them in the area of education. Now, if you are that kind of person who wants a housewife, don't marry that kind of woman. You will fight every day. Are you getting the point? This is what many people don't sit down to. You see, when you go for a date, you say, Amen. Some of you, you don't even know your element. If you know the element of your beloved, let me see. Amen. Oh, amen. See, when I met Sophie I was a very stubborn man, even though I was anointed. <laughs> I was gifted, but I was very stubborn. Now, stubborn not as in I was running from one woman to another woman, no. But stubborn in the sense that I had a standard, you see. <laughs> and if she doesn't meet the standard, ah, yebeku. So there were moments we fought. For no reason. <laughs> so she doesn't even know what she has done. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I also discovered something. That her side was anger. Ah. <laughs> In fact, I used to pray with her mom. But then the very moment the mother, there were moments where she got angry at home. And the mother called me. That for like two days, she's not opening her door. And no, no water, no food. Or she had dry nursing temu. And I'll be the only one who will call her for her to answer. And when she answers, she will open the door. But still, the woman was afraid, that, that character. So the very day I told the woman that I'm in a relationship with you, I said, well, we thank God, but before said, Mommy, don't worry. <laughs> we used just four months to handle that matter. Just four months. Maybe she didn't count, but I counted. <laughs> Amen. And whilst I was, we were helping ourselves, I was also changing gradually. Hallelujah. And by the special grace of God, 
there were things that she would hear. Instead of her to be angry, she would just be quiet. And the mother knew that, ah, there's a transformation. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, there are some of you, yeah, when you get angry, you, you are in a house with your husband. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see, oh, may the Lord help us. There are some of you here. I'm telling you. Yeah. If marriage will teach you every day. You see your own child standing on your television. Standing on with me froze or the idea boom. Sometimes you want to hit them. <laughs> you are learning something. Hallelujah. You are learning something. Amen. Oh, amen. There are some of you listening to me. Eh? For many years now, you have not worked on the way you spend money. You see? It doesn't really look like a bad behavior. How many special things have you done for the house of God with that money? That usually come into your hands. The buyer go to shoes is here. Told you that they be born on a gold, they be burnt, you know. So chop it, you know. I see. Amen. I'm not saying buying shoes and clothes are bad. Are you getting it? But there are some people. They be a person shout at the phone. What do you do? Amen. And you know. That you don't you don't receive a certain higher amount. You need to work on that behavior. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's a problem that is in marriage, but it's mostly with the men. How these men love to spend outside than in the house. Not all the men, but most of them, about 95% of them. When they are giving money to outsiders, who beside crown all day mount. But in the house, <laughs> now it's a plan work of the enemy. Yeah, because majority of men are going through this. And it's not just something in their character. Are you following? So if you're a man and you will marry, listen to me. Listen to me, pa. The first person you want to give to. From the depth of your heart should be God. Aside that, your wife, are you listening to me? And your children, then before your mother. Huh? Some of you still have not schooled yourself in these things. You want to put your wife and your mother on the same level. Something is wrong with you. I'm not saying your mother is not important. But she conceived me for Sako <laughs> Hallelujah. She conceived me for nine months. Somebody has been tolerating your nonsense for years. I remember some time ago, 
My sister called me. She was complaining of the behavior of the husband. I went to the house. Not to go and beat him. I don't have that strength. I sat down. The moment I got the oh, I hope all is well. Oh, yes. We well, just came to greet you and then and commonim na na the fast scripture nkakra the man became quiet i didn't say anything that my sister has told me this i just preached <laughs> and when i left two days later my sister called me he came to apologize i want i now word now hallelujah oh hallelujah you see one of the mistakes that many people make is when they try to stay in the same house with their in-laws. That's one of the biggest mistakes ever in marriage. Are you listening to me? And personally, I would advise you, if your in-laws are coming to visit, watch her three months, and even the three months, it should be because maybe wifey has given birth. Are you getting my point? You don't know. <laughs> Amen. Do you know the number of marriages that in-laws have collapsed? Some of the in-laws, when they are living in their homes, they are, they are in good terms. Nice women and men. But the moment they come to the house, they change. And you don't know where that change is coming from. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. As Osofu quoted, your wife is your reward. Are you following? Your wife is your reward. Don't be too rigid as a man. You will not enjoy marriage. Your wife. Some of you don't know how to treat women. The word of the Lord said, they are the weaker vessel. The word weaker, they actually is trying to speak about something that is delicate. Something that looks like an egg. As precious as it is, it can just break. Are you getting it? So when you are holding that egg, hold it with care and attention. And women are attention seekers. What should they seek? <laughs> they should seek the kingdom of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, amen. I'm helping some of us, including myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, we are all helping ourselves by the Spirit. Some of you, God is touching your hearts. Every, some of you can't just be in a relationship for two months without a fight. Should you always fight? Do you know it is possible to be in, in a marriage for 40 years and not even fight? Do you know? Yeah. Don't let them deceive you. There's a difference between fight and misunderstanding. But then it is maturity that will help because one of the things that um, one of my mentors told me, he said, marriage is for fools. <laughs> so if you are not a fool, you can't marry. But we all know that we are not fools. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope you know you are not a fool. You are a wise person. That means that the moment you make up your mind to marry, you become a fool. Else, the marriage will not work. Hallelujah. Let me give you an example of the foolishness in marriage. When you are the one that is being tormented, and still you are the one who is supposed to say sorry. Uh -huh. 
when they give you a hard knock, God, and they say, I'm sorry. What is OBC? Hey, they say, well, wisdom not activating the woman. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, amen. Hey, may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. You see, in the sight of men, it is wise to be just. As in, the man cheated on me. Me too. I will cheat on him. You see, it looks like wisdom. But that's the greatest foolishness ever. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. The man cheated on me. Because I know you cheated. Please stop. I'm praying for you. How many women can do that kind of thing? Some of you are thinking, right? Hey, if I do that, you continue to do it. You continue to do it. You are wise. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That is why if you don't have a forgiving heart, wait. Don't marry now. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Because you forgive a lot of sins. So you'll be more than Jesus. You... <laughs> You forgive, sir. I'm telling you. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. The Lord is helping us. I know the Lord is helping us. Hallelujah. So first, getting to know the destiny, look into the character. Now listen to me. Everybody here has a character that is not good. I hope you know that. What have you done about that? What have you done about it? Yeah. Oh, what have you done? Some of you, it is anger. And they, they, they can even boast in that. It's a, it's a cold water. <laughs> that does not look like Christ. I hope you know that. If the purpose, one of the purposes of marriage is for us to be Christ-like, then marriage is a training college. Are you getting it? It is that training college that they give you the certificate before you enter. Not the one that you complete and wear your, your robe and you now take it later. No, 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 no. no. You take it. <laughs> that means you have ended the thing at the beginning. So you, you, you just can't leave. Are you getting the point? Yeah. So whatever you encounter, change it. Change it. Amen. Amen. Some of you love weddings more than marriage. Hey! Weddings. The wedding gown for 35,000. Yeah, and beats a boom boom. Just a giant. Top of a diamond ring. Diamond ring. Hey, now if you have the money and you want to buy all these things, beautiful, hallelujah. But some of the women put more pressure on the men. You are now about to start life, oh, and you want to invest all your money in something that you just spend two, three hours. 
where people who are a will come from various places and come and eat and later say we see a crunch in jollof hallelujah reception comes off easy Hallelujah. Oh, amen. So in marriage, sometimes because God wants to work on our character for us to to be conformed to the image of Christ, he will give you somebody who will reveal your true nature. Yeah. If I didn't know I used to procrastinate until I got married. And so mommy hated that side. Do it to the beginning. Okay, I'll try and do it. Don't try, do it. Hallelujah. I'm changing, I'm changing. Faba. And you see, most men are near you. When your true nature is revealed can't take it. Sometimes many people think the women are too harsh. You don't know they are helping you. Hallelujah. You see that some women, eh, if you are too overprotective, they will tell you. And the way they, they move with friends, with a clear conscience and a pure heart will let you know that you have a problem. Because in church, oh, question, how are you? Oh, you come in. No, it's not. Now I come in. You are planning something evil. You are a wicked man. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. And you see, they will not stop that kind of lifestyle. As in greeting people, hugging them. They are doing it with a pure heart and a clear conscience. It is called Philadelphia, brotherly love. And you are getting angry. The way your mom was looking at you after church today. Oh, take your time. Relax. Now you see, the point is, Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Some of you will not even know that you can spend too much and unnecessarily until you marry. Yeah. Whenever you want to buy something, no, 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 it's okay. And you will not feel fine. Do you know that whenever you go before God in prayer and He tells you the wrong things you are doing, whom feel okay that? I hope you know that. Yeah. And He's not trying to let you feel guilty, Sam. He's trying to help you. He's trying to help you. Amen. Some of you didn't know that Munia betray until you married a woman who will always be late. <laughs> As a pastor is coming to preach you. Lift your two hands. Amen. Oh, amen. God will teach you patience. Yeah. You teach there is a way. Oh Jesus. May the Lord help us. One man of God said he got married. And the, the, 
that title of prophet had entered into him. And the way the church people say, man of God, God bless you, see a one, God bless you, this. He thought that was the same way the wife would behave. <laughs> God married. He did something wrong and the woman said it. But honey, what you did is wrong. You know, you're not supposed to do it this way. This is it. Are you talking to me like that? A whole prophet. <laughs> the man got angry. Three days he was not talking to the wife. Prophet of God. Then he said one time he was in prayer. He, he felt like a demon. <laughs> so what am I turning my home into? In fact, the wife was the one who was even, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. The man said, no, you can't talk to a whole prophet, a global prophet. Do you know the number of people that sit before me? In count, do you know? <laughs> so the man went to them and he said, I'm sorry for it. He said, oh, no problem, I understand. It's okay. Then everything got rectified. Sometimes, eh, most men, the way other women treat them on the outside, create a certain standard in their minds and they want their wives to be at the same level. You see, your wife is your wife. Can I tell you something? Yeah, your wife, you're a man of God, I know. But in the house, you are not a prophet. You are a husband. Are you listening to me? Yeah, you are a husband. So the, as a husband, you are living with a wife. Are you getting the picture here? And you see, one of the reasons Women are actually revealers. They reveal your true character to you. <laughs> I didn't know I was many things until I got married. And because I had made up my mind to always let everything be. You see, before I got married, God showed me how the enemy attacked marriages. And the doors that surround a marriage. And what will allow the enemy enter into that door? What will open the door for the enemy to enter? One of them is anger. So whenever there's an issue that will pop up and one gets angry, the Lord told me, you be the, even if you are the one who got angry, be the first to settle the matter. Because if you keep getting angry for a long time, you are opening a door. And when the enemy enters, <laughs> hallelujah maybe your wife has done something wrong and you are angry and you think you deserve to be you see that thing when people think that hey, yes I'm right when I get angry I'm right some people when they, they see that they are right we are modern but you see in marriage one key you need to understand that we are not looking for who is right and who is wrong. We are looking for oneness and peace. Are you getting my point? This is why it doesn't matter what someone, your spouse will do. Bring peace. A honor. A honor. Because there are some of, some of us, we just want to be right. So when you say, they know then they are right. You want to pull the thing out to your point and say, okay, yes, you are right. Then you feel fine. Because some of you don't want to even feel that you have lost a battle. You, you, you think you are fighting? Amen. Oh, amen. May the Lord help us and grant us grace.
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. So one of the reasons why God institutes marriage is to help us in the transformation of our character so that we will become like Christ. Hallelujah. The other reason is to learn the mystery of worship. Mm, the mystery of worship. What is worship? Not a slow song with strings. Hallelujah. Worship simply means to subject your will under the superiority of another. Worship. Worship. And I love the way the, the mass choir, mass drama people say, Worship. Worship. <laughs> I didn't know that now. Sheep is sheep. Shepherd. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. What is this thing about the mystery of worship? Now, every the man and the woman they both have their own will. Are you are you getting it? Yeah. Even the father has his will, the Lord or the son also has his will. You remember a time came when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he saw what was about to befall him. How all the sins of the world will come upon him, and God will bring down the, the entire world's judgment on him. When he saw how serious that is, he said, Oh, my father, I wish that this cup. But then he said, Not my will. That means at that point, his will was that the crew watch will pass him. If God said, okay, fine, then we are following your will, we will all be dead by now. So Jesus, at a point, his will was a bit different from the will of the Father. But then he subjected his will to that of the Father. And the Father's will was that he would allow that cup, he would drink of it. And he drank of it. Hallelujah. And that's how come we are all saved. That is what we call true worship. Hallelujah. So we are welcome. Hey, who's here for? Shalom. <laughs> you are welcome. God bless you. Hallelujah. So you see, true worship is when you subject your will to the superiority of another. A woman has her own will. The husband has his own will. But in marriage, the woman is supposed to subject his will to the will of the man. Whereas the man also subjects his will to the will of Christ. This is the only way that marriage can work. And the woman subjecting his will to the will of the man is what we call submission. Are you following? Let me give you a practical example so that it will not be worse. Hallelujah. Let's say as a woman, you have your own money. You have your own car. You can decide where to go. Is that not so? But in marriage, it cannot be like that. Whenever you want to go to any place, 
Oh, honey, I want to go to this side. Oh, fine, sure. But if the man says, no, don't go. Have your own car. In fact, you tank now your phone. Your key is already in your hand. Where But then he says, don't go. If you say, fine, okay, I will not go. You have submitted. Because you have everything that it takes to disobey. Is that not so? But you decided that you go by what the man has said. That is submission. But if you don't have your own car, and you drive the man's car, and you want to go to any place, say, no, don't go. That one day. If you said, okay, I won't go. You have not really done any special thing. Are you getting it? Yeah. So at that point, it, it, what it means is that on Sankasa Shedenu, the na Are you getting? Yeah. So submission is very high, and that is the reason why. See, this is the problem in marriage now. That is the see, the issue about submission is that the Bible said, "Wives submit to your own husbands." That means the husband you choose for yourself. Is the one you will submit to. So every submission is not the same. Are you getting my point? That some people, whenever they want to go to any place, it is very easy for them to go as wives. And still they are submitted. Some of them don't even need to tell their husbands. But they, they will freely go and return. And there will be no issue. But as some people too, if you don't tell them, <laughs> Fire for fire. Now, these are two different husbands. Is that not so? Yeah. So, the kind of husband you will choose for yourself will determine the way of your submission. If you choose a husband who is a womanizer, yay, you will suffer. <laughs> you will suffer. Oh. Hallelujah. That is why you need to choose well. Don't choose and now come and say, hey, but man of God, the man is doing. Submit to your own husband. According to the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you know your husband is making submission difficult, go on your knees. Amen. I've seen many women who change the lives of their husbands through prayer. You are not an exception. You can do it. Hallelujah. That some women, when they meet some men, ah, they don't need to pray for the man's character to change. The man has already changed himself by the help of the spirit. Hallelujah. Now some men, eh, even if a woman says hi to them, when they come home, they will tell their wives. Oh, today somebody said this. Oh, sir. Oh, okay. Simple. But some people, somebody will kiss them and they will not say anything. Hey! They've, it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I've already showed you that in the context of marriage, the woman is to submit. Not that the woman is less. Are you getting it? But for the purpose of God's vision for marriage to be fulfilled. That is how things are supposed to be. So any woman who finds submission to be a problem, marriage is not for you. Don't marry and now fight over submission. Are you getting the picture? 
But before you submit, you are submitting to your own husband. So make sure he is your husband, not our husband. Because <laughs> some, some wives are even our wife. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. May the Lord help us. I said, may the Lord help us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The man you choose will, be, will define the way your submission will be. Hallelujah. So choose wisely. Choose. The men there, they will come plenty. They will come, but you are the one as the woman who is supposed to choose. And you need to choose according to, this is the problem. The women who are standing at the point of choosing, they are the ones following their feelings. You see? So now they don't even care. Just that they feel, they feel is someone will say, he's a nice guy. And what, what makes him nice? Wait, oh, some, some of the men, eh? Some people do this not because they are good or nice. Oh, you don't know. You don't know. We are all men. We know ourselves. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Share. Some people can go and borrow money. Loan. To buy precious things. Just to win the heart of a woman. We are not the messy. No, they cannot to any kakana kra and fanny home. So I do a simulan open. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Share. Oh, Rademoye. Messi Erade Omoye. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, amen. The other reason for which God established marriage. You see, do you know that if a woman is able to submit to the husband, the woman now has an understanding of what true worship actually is. And I told you how this happens, even in heaven. How the 24 elders will cast their crowns. They have crowns. That means they, rule, they are rulers. Let, just as the woman is also a ruler. But they will cast their crowns and they will bow. So in the context of marriage, the woman is the one who is supposed to bow. Mm. Now, I'm not saying this to make the men feel good. Your own welcome. <laughs> Amen. Now, can I say this? Can I say this? Naturally, eh, when a woman realizes that what some men can do, she's been able to do it. Naturally, they will start losing respect for the men. Are you listening to me? Who the Casa Amen. That is why some women, after getting all the professorship things and all those kind of money and cars, some of them don't even see any relevance in marriage. You see that thing? To them, they are on their own. Many women don't want to be controlled many women and if you don't want to be controlled stay single 
then you control your own life. But if you marry, ah, somebody will control you. That is how the terms and conditions. <laughs> oh yes, that is the word of God. Though. Amen. When men begin to preach these things, when say because you are a man, that's why you are saying that. That is why when a woman starts speaking these things, no, my alarm. Yeah, and that's why I love Doctor Charlotte Udru. She will hit there for you. <laughs> so most women don't like her. Because a commanded prim, they don't want to be controlled. Amen. Oh, amen. The moment of my music, I want to go and wash my hair. Should I go? Look at that. That's what, oh, sure, why not? You see, I'm telling you, your own hair. <laughs> your own hair. <laughs> Should I go? Oh, sure, why not go? Hmm. The Lord help us. Let me give you one secret as a man. If you get a good wife to marry, let her keep your money for you. That's why I said a good wife. Because there are some women over two and you know. <laughs> and I know all of you here, you'll get good wives. In Jesus' name. Let your wives keep your money for you. Hallelujah. Not the one when you want to give money to support God. Some of the women. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Because some of the men, if you try to keep your own money, you will be poor in three years' time. Oh, yes. When a woman is keeping your money yourself, you want to go and say, um, uh, can I get, uh, what are you going to use it for? Your own money. <laughs> At that point, you know what has happened here. The man is, it looks like the man is submitting. Mm. <laughs> I wish the men here were plenty. Because the men here no more Almost 80% of troubles in marriage if remember. Sister Wawariana. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. It's not because, you see, I'm a man. I know what I'm saying. And I, by the special grace of God, I've handled some marital issues. Remember, I'm going to go Hey! May the Lord help us and grant us grace. In Jesus' name. One of the other reasons why God instituted marriage is to pass on godly heritage from one generation to the other through children. It is working, it is working. Hallelujah. Hmm. To pass on godly heritage from one generation to the other, just for your understanding, into bracket through children. 
So you see, the children that you will give birth to, they are not your own. The Bible said children are the heritage of the Lord. The word heritage actually means inheritance. This is the reason why you can't just say, uh-huh. I'm hitting somewhere. You see, right now, eh, we have a whole lot of societal, I don't even get it. And you don't have money, you don't have money, what is God saying? Some of you, as you are sitting here, you have locked some prophets in your womb. Because listen to God. Amen. In fact, in the book of Exodus 12, when God was telling families to bring a lamb, he said, if a family is not up to 10, <laughs> they are not complete. Yes, they should then join themselves to another family so that they can present a lamb. That means under normal circumstance, one will cry eight. Oh, yes. That's why I said I'm going to give birth to 19. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. The Lord will grant us my name of grace. <laughs> and myself, because it's not easy to, you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Because children are not, are not yours. Are, are you listening to me? Yeah. They are not, they are God's property. This is because God, for example, if my mom decided that I think I won't give birth again. Maybe and I Even if there will be a gathering like this, it might not be all of us here. Are you getting the point? Yeah. Because I am God's inheritance. And the children that will come out of my lungs will also be God's inheritance. And these children will carry God's divine plan. So that you see. We can hit a certain generation eh? if we don't get certain children, the prophetic will die in the generation. Are, are you getting it? Uncle. Eh. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So some children will carry the seed of the prophetic and they will change the whole generation. Are you getting the point? There are certain people God is actually keeping them. A time will come you will unveil them and men will call upon the name of the Lord. You remember when the word of the Lord said, Seth gave birth to a son. And after he gave birth to that son, all the people of the earth began to call upon the name. That means that when that son had not come, there wouldn't have been any calling upon. Are you following? So that man is a representation of prayer. Hallelujah. So every child has what he or she represents in the plan of God. So for God not to cause a certain prophetic era to die, he will cause a man to bring forth a child. 
so that that seed of the prophetic will be in that child and even if the child decides not to fulfill that God can also find a way to bring forth another person who will carry it because you see when God wants to hide his treasure he hides it in men the Bible said we have these 18 we have these treasures in what 18 vessels the treasures of God are kept in us hallelujah oh hallelujah so the children you are going to give birth to they are not your own so don't start planning things according to your own will seek God are you following yeah don't go and say you are calling your child misty because it sounds nice and that's what most of the the men and the women they do as for the men when somebody do them good they can name their child You don't know the meaning. You don't know the spiritual backing. Hallelujah. That is why Saint Kebetumia, even as it is expedient, that before you even give birth, you should know the number of children God wants you to give birth to. Are you getting it? Yeah. And the kind of assignment they are coming to fulfill. Now you don't need to be a prophet before you know these things even if you don't know and you, you conceive you have about 99.9 percent chance to know if you're a woman are you getting the point if you're a woman and you get pregnant it is easy to know the destiny of your child but a whole notion of saying, i want pizza i want chocolate i want the other many women don't know how to lay hands on their bellies and say child of God what are you coming to this place to do speak to me and they can get something wrap their belly with it with that um, handkerchief and put it under their pillow and sleep the child will come and say something so if you are here and you are planning to be pregnant in marriage <laughs> In marriage, learn this. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Learn this. Some of you, angels will appear to you and tell you that that child is not an ordinary child. So that you will not leave, you will not train the child anyhow. Because a crabby and the train knows it will come. Are you getting it? Yeah. Amen.
sahih Okey ni So why getting it? Good. Now, the word of the Lord said something. Okay, let me give you that scripture. <laughs> the Bible said, every minister should have one wife. Say minister. Yes. Oh, say minister. Yes. Who is a minister? <laughs> Who is a minister? Okay. Good. Now, in the book of First Timothy, chapter three. First Timothy, chapter three. Verse 1 downwards. Listen to what the word of the Lord is The King James put it this way. He said, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Now, other versions will make mention of the bishop as the word minister. And according to the word of the Lord, the Bible said we are all able ministers of the new covenant. Are you getting it? Everybody here, so long as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are an able minister of the new covenant. And if you are an able minister of the new covenant, then definitely, the word of the Lord says you should be a husband of one wife. You see, it will be very hard and difficult to reveal the original mystery of God's um, plan for marriage when you marry more than one. That is the reason why even when you go into the deepest culture of the Hebrew people, the man will have only one wife and have concubines. They will, be, they will be termed as concubines. And if you go there, in the times of old, those people were not respected. The way they treat them, you now you run away. Are, are you getting it? This is the reason why look at what happened to Hagar. She even, she was the first woman to give birth for Abraham. But still, God said, no, you are not in the original plan. So I have chosen Isaac, who is out of the original plan that I purposed. You get it. So a man can decide to marry plenty people, but it's your own matter. You are actually going against the word of God. And even if we put the word of God cry aside, within you yourself as a man, if you dis- because you see there is a certain demonic um, teaching going on that men are naturally polygamous. Yeah. Haven't you heard those things before? Yeah. It is not true. It is never true. Never true. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. Are you getting my point? <laughs> so, any, you see, let me say this. There are men of God who have said there is no scripture in, in the Bible that, that speaks against 
Which one did you get? A husband of is, that, doesn't this sound like it is speaking against polygamy here? Yeah. With, with this one, I have a, a little bias. Okay. Uh, I'm not polygamous. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> um, with this one, um, someone could also raise the argument that it was talking about the qualification for church leadership. For bishop. That is why I said, that is what, how the King James put it. You see, there are other translations. And in fact, it would be better if we go into the original Greek. You get to find, because you see, we all are ministers in the house of God. And the other, you see, when you read, okay, let me, let me, let me show you something. Okay, even we're reading from Ephesians 5.31. It says, For this law shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto, oh, unto, unto his wife, unto. Now you see, when you begin to, um, when you start reading this verse, you understand that Paul was making mention of something. Before we go to that point, that's why he said for this point, he was actually talking about the union that exists between Christ and the church. Now, in the sight of Christ, the church is called a body, not bodies, a body with members. Are you getting the point? So there, there should there shouldn't be any view <laughs> because it's that's why we are giving the purpose for marriage so that you understand that. The main reason why God wants to establish marriage is for the man to join together with the woman to become one and reveal God's original intent and purpose. And there is every marriage and what it is revealed. Are you getting it? Now, in the wisdom of God, God is giving us the picture of Jesus the Christ and the church. Now, even if you go into the scriptures, the word of the Lord shows us what we call the second churches. But even these certain churches are actually the manifestation of the members of one body. So we are all one body, but different members. Are you getting it? Now, if you look at the original picture of God for marriage, which is Christ and the church, there shouldn't be any sense of polygamy that should come to your mind. Are you getting the point? But if you look at, we have plenty of women, plenty of men, you are missing the original picture. For God's plan of marriage, and you are trying to create your own thing because many people think if you have money, you can take care of 15 women. Why don't you marry them? You don't marry on your own terms. That is why I said, whenever somebody wants to marry, the person should define which way of marriage is he taking because we have unbelievers who also marry, they are unbelievers, they don't believe in what Christ has written down concerning marriage, so they are marrying in their own terms and conditions, and then. They can decide to leave their marriage at any point in time. But in, in our context of marriage as Christians, there are restrictions even to divorce. Are you getting it? Even to divorce, how much more polygamy? So you see, God actually frowns on polygamy. Definitely. Definitely. I know you are. <laughs> because sometimes when you begin to ask questions like this, people will think, 
Yeah, then, yeah. But then, we should just first shift off. This is why, eh, when you go before God, I said this, that in marriage, God doesn't really see man and woman. He sees two dimensions of himself. One dimension is called the justice of God. And the other is called the mercy of God. And these two dimensions are coming together. And when they come together, they have one name called the Christ. He's the only one that can show the highest mercy and can also give the right judgment. Are you getting it? So in this period that we find ourselves, the mercies of the Lord Jesus is at work. But there is a day coming where he will sit on the bima seat and he will judge us. So all judgment have been given to him. These are just manifest of two dimensions of God. So if you don't look at things from that perspective, and we keep focusing on man and woman, man and woman, we will miss it. Are you getting it? And sometimes if you try to say that, they will say you are, being, you are being too spiritual. The God that instituted it is spirit. And he has a way that he wants it to be. You see, there is a plan of the enemy against marriage. And it is coming from so many angles. The first one is to let women fight their men. Are you following? Yeah. And it's going to be through this whole submission thing. And that is why they, they have come out to something that men and women are equal. That, so the first statement I made was that men and women, and we can never be. <laughs> there is no way we can be equal. Are you getting it? No matter the anointing oil I drink, I cannot conceive. <laughs> amen. Oh, amen. Are, are you getting the point? Yes. There are certain things only men can do. Certain things only women can do. When you are as a man, you have three wives. You, even if they don't fight, you fight yourself. I'm telling you. Because there are times you'll be there and say, it looks like this one is not happy. Let me go. It looks like this one. You'll be, oh, obey Because that is not the way of the Lord. Are you getting it? There's only one way, not ways. So if I answered you, hello. Okay. 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 Please, if I get microphone, it will help. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love this idea. <laughs> Hear me? Okay. So my question is with um, instances and more and more than the men. Yes. Money. Okay. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. said okay that a test of a woman submitting to the husband if the um, woman earns more money wrong order in marriage as in for the woman for the woman to earn more than the man it is not okay let me let me explain you see as much as we are in holy matrimony as husband and wife we are still not the same are you getting it 
The reason why God brings us together is to now achieve the goal of oneness. And even that oneness, Krani, does not mean both of you, your heads will become one. As in, you say, Mabum, Namutiya, one pen, physically. No. But sometimes, God even brings forth a child as a means of oneness between a man and a woman, such that the woman has something in her in the child, and the man also has something in him in the child. Are you getting it? So what it means is that even though we are one in marriage, we are two separate people. I don't know if you are getting my point. That is why somebody must submit. So I said, the 24 elders, they have their own crowns. It is not because God is the only one that has a crown. They also have crowns. So they rule. But then when God appears, they submit by casting their crowns and bowing down. So the woman has her own destiny. But then she submits her will to that of the man. So that the purpose of God for marriage can be achieved. Are you getting it? Now in the, in the context of the woman's destiny, some women, when you look into their souls, they will make more money than their husbands. No matter what the men do. Yeah. It is not a wrong order. Are you, are you getting it? In fact, there are certain people too, the money they are making is as a result of a godly covenant that existed in their, in their lineage. So some people's parents have fought battles and have actually created a certain platform for these people to be wealthy with ease. So some women, the moment they touch something, it will bring increase. They can have plenty money than their husbands. Are you getting the point? You just need understanding. That's the only thing. So the, the more money you have, that's not mean God is testing you on your submission. No. As for the money, dear, you get. But then, if the money will find ways and means to let you rise against your husband, you were not already submitted. Are you getting it? Because naturally speaking, money does not change anybody. Yay. It will just come and increase. It will amplify your true character. Are you getting the point? So if you are not submitted, it is in your heart. Some people are bowing down because they are poor. <laughs> are you getting it? But deep inside their heart, they have already rebelled. Let money come. It will now amplify that true character. Are you getting the point? So money is not just a, it's not a test of submission. Submission is by understanding. So if a woman gets plenty money and now sees the man to be nothing, there's a problem with her submission from the beginning. It's not the money that has done anything. If a man is a womanizer because he has plenty money, he was already a womanizer in his heart. Are you getting the point? Are you getting it? Good. You're welcome. Any other? Okay. The polygamous question. Okay. And when you were explaining, you talked about um, Israel, God um, having a plan with. Yes. So, if um, you established that God is not in agreement with polygamous marriage, so I need a little clarification that in choosing a nation like Israel, um, He used Jacob, who was married to two women, and they had. So, that was a polygamous marriage. So I need a clarification of that. If he okay. didn't like that, then okay. why, why did go he choose All a right. nation that... Let me help you. There are dimensions of God's works. Okay? And 
God is a sovereign God. But then, he's also a God that is faithful to his word. So, there are moments, you can't tell God which part to use at a point in time. God can use his sovereignty at a, because he is God. But then at a point, he can choose to go exactly by his word. So, when he says, this is what I'm going to do, you can go by it. He can choose to even go against his own word. And there is nothing you can do about it. That is the dimension of God's sovereignty. But then, that is a, a part of God that he rarely uses. Because if God is always sovereign, then you will have a lot of questions against him. <laughs> Are you getting it? Good. So now, when it comes to Israel, one of the things we even need to understand is that at a point, Israel kept on missing it. They couldn't fulfill the exact plan of God. Are you getting it? That is why Jesus came. So Jesus is actually the true Israel. And I think I've, I have a message on that, the Israel of God. So everything Jesus came to do was to fulfill the Israel that God purposed, that the nation couldn't fulfill. Are you getting it? So he came to correct every mistake. That means that the nation Israel, when you look at their way of life, there were a lot of mistakes. Now you can't just say, this one married three. So I'm also going to marry three. You will miss it. So now look at Christ and listen to the sayings of Christ. You will now know the very true plan of God. Because if you see God killing Nadab and Abihu because they were you know, sacrificing something before God, that was their work as priests. But God said, because I didn't ask you to do it, I've killed you. That's almost, when you, look, when you read the Old Testament, it looks like God is a wicked God. After doing all these things, you say, I am the loving father. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God trying to exhibit the true nature of his love, he did it in Christ. Are you, are you getting it? So if you look at how God brought forth all the tribes of Israel, he did everything according to his sovereign works. And this one, I believe, there are some encounters that will help us understand how God could say, Jacob, I loved, Esau, I hated, God hating someone. How possible? Is he not the God of love? How can he hate? <laughs> you know, when God says he hates, it does not mean he wants to kill you and he has no love for you. No. What it simply means is that according to his sovereign plan you don't fall in line <laughs> are you getting it okay let me let me let me hit further so you see before when the woman got pregnant and went to inquire god said two nations are in your womb and the eldest one will be the servant of the youngest this was god's declaration so when God says, I hate Esau, who is the first? What it means is that my plan was that the youngest one would be the leader. And that is why I say I am with Jacob. That's not mean he hates Esau, that he wants to kill him. Because Esau also became a great nation and a great kingdom. Are you getting it? Just that according to his sovereign plan, Esau was not in it. Why did he? For letting him come. Yes. Oh, there's a purpose that Esau is also supposed to feel, fulfill. Are you getting it? Just that 
there is one purpose that it is for Jacob. And there are many mystical secrets in that. But then it will shift as from God. Even the Bible said, and Esau came out red. That one statement alone answers everything. But it's an assignment. <laughs> Any other? Okay. Okay. Yes, thank you. Um, but please, I need advice for a friend of mine. A friend, okay. Yes. Um, she shared her story with me last week where it looks as if all the men that come into her life, or most of them, are not really, for lack of better words, men on fire. Okay. And men? Men on fire. On fire. Okay, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Oh, I see. You understand? Yeah, I get it. And they are, in a way, indirectly looking for her to be a covering. She actually says that one actually told her directly that, oh. This is the issue. Yeah, she should keep doing what she's doing so that she'll be a covering in the house. Okay. Now, this is, I was thinking about it and then um, another friend's story also came to mind. Where it looks as if the brothers in the Lord are not really approaching her because they feel she's too much on fire for God. Okay. And they would, in a way, appreciate it if she would tame it a bit. (laughs) (laughs) What do we say to these two um, situations? Okay. The first one, they they can make a normal terms. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me start from the second one. She should not quench the fire for any man. Are you getting the point? Quenching the fire for man is a dangerous mistake. Not just a mistake, a dangerous one. Because what she's trying to do is that the fire that she is on for God that is helping her fulfill destiny. She wants to drop destiny and choose marriage. I've always been saying there's a difference between marriage and destiny. That is why even marriage is not by force. God can separate marriage from destiny. You can be single and fulfill destiny. Just that if you go into the depth of destiny, it is not for everybody. (laughs) So there are certain people, even though marriage is not by force, it will be by force for them. Are you getting the point? Because God made every man with a picture of something that he wants to fulfill in the life of that man. So nobody should quench her fire for God just because some men won't. Are, are you getting the point? Tell, tell her to go and tell those men to also be on fire. Unless maybe the fire that she is on, she's doing things ignorantly. Because there are people who have zeal without knowledge. Are you getting it? Apostle Don Suleiman said one time he went to his church and a woman was there. She was there for seven days. Man, husband by fire, husband by fire. And the man got to her and said, Hello. The woman tells her, Oh, man of God, the all that she said, Oh, oh, Uzziah, Uzziah came out of her mouth and hit the nostrils of the man of God. The man of God said, You are blessed, you are blessed. So if the husband was coming at that right spot, I'm missing. Unless that man has understanding in destiny. Because you still marry. <laughs> Are you getting it? So tell your friend not to quench her fire for God because of a man. 
tell her to keep that standard unless she's doing things ignorantly because there are some women who can be on fire for God and become so ignorant about certain things when the time is due for for us to maybe have a normal chat some people can't have normal chats you want to be, be praying every time you can't have an effective life like that are you getting it if you want to marry there are certain things you need to understand put things at their rightful places so that things can work but if she's on fire for God and it is on point then the problem is with the men she should not quench that fire and the second one uh, the first one I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know how to say this but is she married so why is she testing fire Okay, if I understood your question, you said your friend, anybody that she meets cannot what? that is not so spiritual as in prayerful and those kind of things definitely God will normally choose the one that has understanding to be a covering for the family are you getting it yeah that is but naturally or let me say according to the original lawful plan of God that's not how it's supposed to be the man is actually supposed to be the priest of the home but there are some men. That one date is the woman who has chosen that kind of man. Are you getting it? If you know the man is good, you can support him. But it's not all that spiritual to cover the home. But then you are in that rightful position to do so. Fine, you can marry. But that work is very heavy. That if you are emotional, you will be dying. And once you stop that, the family has been uncovered. That is why you need to choose men who have understanding. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So now, she can decide if only she can be a covering for the family for the rest of her life. Or she can decide maybe now I'll enter into the marriage and pray that God will touch him and give him understanding. Some women can actually do that. You get it. So you that thing can can use you. Remember, need to be asked what you Any other question? Oh, it's only shame. Oh, you you come to this side. Come to this side. 
Thank you, Jesus.